A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with, yes, me, that man off the telly with fantastic hair, Andy Goldstein. I've been away for a week. I can only apologise. I know a lot of you didn't even bother downloading the best bits because I'm not here linking to them. I understand that. There's nothing I can say that should and would change your mind. But I'm back now, so tell all your friends who just didn't bother that it's now time to start downloading again. Anyway, we've got lots of goodness coming up in this podcast. I'm just looking here in front of me. Look, I mean, look. Mm, don't like that. Mm, that's a bit rubbish. But the other stuff's really good. And we begin with big bad Alan Brazil, who's not happy with VAR. Of course, he assumed it said BAR and he thought it would shut the bar. This is probably why he was ranting. But anyway, this is Brazil ranting. VAR, I am totally, every week I say this, every Monday I say it, I'm sick of it. It's killing celebrations, it's killing expectations, it's killing, you know, fans hugging each other. You never know if it's going to be given or not. I'm astonished when the boys, I think it was Alan Shearer said, not one referee's come and had a look at the pitch side monitor. That's a disgrace. How how can he not be forced to go and look at the... If he looks at the telly, pitch side, he has to give a penalty, surely. Honestly, ref, it's blatant. Go and have a look. There you go, Alan Brazil. Having a big old scream-up. Makes a change from a big old fry-up. Right, on to the sports bar now, or the Andy Goldstein sports bar. Of course, that's what you and I know it as. And it was a busy night in the first hour of the show as we took calls from Sheffield United and Arse fans, Arsenal fans. Well, let's speak with Shane. He's first up. He's an Arsenal fan. Shane, good evening to you. How are you doing, gents? We're OK. How are you? What's going on at your club at the moment? Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be honest with you. May 2018, when Emery was announced, I called up the station because I was completely deflated um, I, I'm not saying Emery out but I've, I've never rated him because this is a guy that chucked away a uh, what was it a 4-1 lead against Barcelona in the Champions League you know he came in um, the club did a really good publicity job of putting out all the training videos and it looked like he was drilling a team but to me we've got the same problems defensively um, this is a guy in his open and press conference that kind of said we're going to be the um, protagonist, um, that we're going to play on the front foot, we're going to press. I've seen that very rarely. He doesn't know what his uh, starting eleven is. I mean, I, I, I just we've got no we've got no real identity. 
Shane, um, Shane, are you, are, are you as a club, as a footballing club, are you any better off now than you were when he left eighteen months ago? It would be marginal, if I'm honest with you. It'd be absolutely. The answer's no. I, I don't. The answer's I, no, yeah, Shane. I, I, the answer's no. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I don't think. I don't think we've improved. I don't think. I mean, this is a guy that got the job on the basis of doing a dossier on every single player in the club. He knew the strengths, weaknesses, and yet this is someone. Look, I'm not Urzel's uh, biggest fan, and yet he can't even get a tune out of Urzel. I actually think he's the wrong manager to have a player like Pepe underneath him. I actually don't think he's a man manager as well. Because right now with Pepe, clearly he's struggling. He needs an arm around him. He needs a little bit of encouragement. I do not think he's going to get that from Emery. And when you look at a lot of these players, all right, you might get the odd few like Mata and a few players at Valencia, but there are very few big players that speak very highly of him. What has Unai Emery brought to this team? that Arsene Wenger hadn't brought to this team. We've got players on the bench in Kieran Tierney, Alexander Lacazette, we've got Danis Tobias, and we've got Mesut Ozil sat home playing Fortnite <laughs> on 350 grand a week. Mm. But if these boys are fit enough to be on the bench, why are they not starting games like tonight? He's kind of, he's brought Joe Willock in tonight and at the start of 11, and I kind of feel like he threw him under a bus a little bit. He's been playing in the Europa League and the Carabao Cup against Forest. And then we've kind of sent him in tonight. Mm. And we never look like doing anything tonight. You know, Dean Henderson in goal tonight for Sheffield United. It, it'll be the easiest money he's ever had. He should have been getting peppered so, tonight. So, Dan, what Let's is the answer pepper. to your question? You came on and said you don't know what the answer is, whether you, whether or not you take Wenger back or not. I don't know if we move forward. Same as the caller previous. You know, I know the boys in the car don't, don't agree. They think we've made the right decision and they didn't think Emery should stay. But you watch tonight's game and... Was that Arsenal? Was that a team that we want to be challenging for the top four that played tonight? Or was it, we're just going to be happy because Spurs and Chelsea and Man United are all poor at the minute? Because if they were performing to their full, we'd be nowhere near the top four now. This has just come into us, so I want to play I've not heard it. But this is Granit Xhaka, who, um, it sounds quite tense, actually. Have a listen to this. We have to stop about, to speak about mental or... um, (laughs) Like this, sorry to say that, but... uh, For me, it's the same if you play home or away. Big character, you have to show good games and it's not to, to find always the same excuse. Speaking on TV, Patrice Everett compared Arsenal to babies. What would be your, I know that's quite a hard thing to hear. What would be your response to that? A lot of people, they speak too much. Um, I hear that the first time he speaks something against us, you have to be, be careful what to say. He knows the situation as well. Mm. And, well, it's not only him. It's a lot of people, they speak... A lot of about that. Uh, yeah, um, it's always the same. Are those cheap shots really? You know, with these pundits, it's very easy to sit there and criticise when they're not playing. Yeah, they don't for me, it's strange play. because um, there was in the same situation like us. There was plays as well. Maybe sometimes was good, sometimes was better. Uh, not so good. They don't get the respect about um, what they say. Do you think pundits? If it's guys, a, we got some questions for Granite about the match. If yeah. not, can we wrap this up, please? Because we're not here to talk about it. On now to someone a lot of people at TalkSport refer to behind the scenes, obviously, without him knowing, as the Ginger Ninja, Adrian Durham. This is him on Drive talking about the Manchester United draw against Liverpool and how embarrassing it was for the Scousers. 
it sounds to me like a simple tactical change from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Klopp was clueless. They didn't really know how to tackle it. And yes, they did get an equaliser. However, that was more about bad defending um, rather than anything creative from Liverpool. It was a ball that should have been cleared. Uh, it was a poor cross that came in and, and was converted by an unmarked uh, Adam Lallana. Now... The thing about United defending, I agree with you. First half, I thought United were on the front foot. I thought they were the better side. After that, they're defending a lead against a team that's got a 100% record, which is kind of to be expected, I suppose. So there's nothing wrong with them trying to defend their lead. So what's Klopp talking about here? When, he, when he's basically accusing United of defending, what, what's his problem with that? Does he expect teams that are lower than Liverpool in the table not to defend against Liverpool, free-scoring Liverpool? Has, has he not got a plan for that? This is what Liverpool fans should be worrying about in terms of winning the title. They may still go on and win it, but when I say they've bottled it, they've had a chance. It's, it's an embarrassing result. This is more embarrassing, this result, for me, than Man City losing at home to Wolves because it's a game, it's a rivalry, it's a game that Liverpool fans want to win. It's a game that they should be winning to make a statement, but they didn't. They did bottle it, bottle it and they've let City back in the title race. Staying with the theme of Manchester United, we had an ex-Page 3 model in the studio. Jordan, ah, Simon Jordan. Okay, my apologies. This is Simon Jordan talking about Manchester United. I think it's a, probably a direct re- reaction to the comments that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer made about it doesn't won't take Man United thirty years to recover and win another champ, win another Premier League, or win a Premier League. That was just snide, think, wasn't I it? I think that's probably at the centre mm. of this. Mm. But also, I think it's I think it's rather unnecessary because. If you ask Jurgen Klopp who, who, who he would think was a better side, he would say Liverpool are a better side than Man United right now. Mm-hmm. So it's, it would be ridiculous for Manchester United to go on the front foot against a side that is offensively stronger, in a better run of form, have better players. And Jamie Carragher, who I do like and know as well, quite well, mm. I, I think he's wrong to say that the difference is just Klopp because I think it's a fundamental difference. I think if you look at the coaches that we're talking about and we talk about regularly, the gap that Solskjaer's got to bridge is not just only he hasn't got good enough players, mm. I think if he compares himself to Pochettino, Guardiola and to Klopp, he's a mile off. So the gap that Man United have got to bridge is not just managerial and players, it's a whole a whole cacophony of things. Yeah. But the players that, that, that Man United have got are nowhere near as good as the players that Liverpool have got. So no. the idea that Carragher was advancing... That uh, it's simply Klopp that's the difference. Yeah. I don't think it is. I think there's a lot of differences, and, and, and I think no, at least seven out of the eight players at Man United I mean, have. Manchester United had player the, the Fred, for example. <laughs> I mean, Manchester United were playing with ten men. Yeah, yeah. and that was, that was of, his best game. That was his United. best game. And I was just going to say, yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, it was, and that was his best game. I mean, there, there, there's some. It's a poor uh, squad at Manchester United, and that's not Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's fault. Um, Okay, everybody makes mistakes, and uh, and and I mean, Keita's not exactly been a great signing either. But Keita stands out at Liverpool because Klopp has managed to improve every yeah. other player, yeah. and that is the difference. That's the challenge that Solskjaer faces. Just on the on the thirty year thing you're referring to, it was a piece. It was a press conference for the Sunday newspapers, and I gather I wasn't there, but it came sort of at the end. It was one of those where. Did he actually pre-plan it? Yeah. Or was it one of those things he's, he just said off the cuff 
and then maybe thought later on, oh no, I wish I hadn't. That was, it's one of those things where sometimes when, they, when you say, you know, uh, we, we won't have to wait 30 years to be, uh, yeah, yeah, to be title that. winners again. It was one of those things where he probably thought about it in his head and thought, shall I say it? Oh, I've said it. <laughs> and then later thought, oh no. And that is sometimes the time where you get the phone call from the press officer going, Pull you know it. that thing Ollie said yeah. at the end, would you mind just uh, modifying <laughs> yeah. that? Well, Do it, they still say that? Uh, yeah. it, has, it has happened. There would be no, qu- on that one, everybody goes, just say no. But once he had said that, I think he'd put himself under extra pressure, actually, for the next day. Because if they'd lost that with him saying that, I think it would have cranked up even even harder. So it uh, was a risk, but maybe it's done him a little favour. Oh, he's he definitely bought some time cute. for himself now. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're going to get a result against one team, mm. maybe Manchester City, but certainly Liverpool and Liverpool running away with the title, a brilliant day. Even if they didn't quite get across the line with a win, it was. A pretty, mm. I thought it was a very good day for Manchester United and their manager. On now to the mid-morning show, and Kobe Rowe, the Haringey defender, was on the show to give his views on how walking off is the strongest message to fighting racism. Can you relive the moments that led up to the decision to walk off? What happened, Kobe? It was all kind of a bit chaotic and... We, um, after what was said and what what happened to Valerie and myself, we Tom Tom Manzer had come on and said we're not gonna we're not gonna stand with this and and took us all off the pitch and everyone everyone went as one, including including the young players. So it wasn't just a our decision; it was a it was a whole whole team decision. Yeah. Uh, how did that? decision then come about though because obviously you had to have a discussion with your own teammates and and with Yeovil uh, as well Kobe yeah well, at, at the time on the pitch when it had happened um I was kind of being I was being held back at the time because things were said and I was being upset but Tom Tom had come on and said to said to our captain Rakeem we're not playing anymore we're not gonna we're not gonna stand for this and it's Taking us all off the pitch, and then when we were inside, um, Yeovil were uh, on the same page as us and stood by us 100%. So we're, we're thankful to them for that. Yeah, you, I, I said in the introduction to you, Kobe, that you called for Yeovil's expulsion from the tournament. Do you still call for them to be expelled at 20 to, to 11 this Monday morning? It's a tricky one. It's a tricky one because I don't. I don't I'd, I'd never want to win a game of football like that or go through a tournament like that. But, I mean, someone has to be held accountable for for the actions. And if, if they're supporters, I mean, I guess they will come as one. But the overall were amazing in the situation. So I don't really want to... I don't really want to say that they should be chucked out as a team. I mean, it's, it's, it's more the chaotic people that were, were saying saying the thing but it's a, it's a tricky one at this moment in time I'd probably say no I'd want to win fairly and, mm. and carry on with carry on with the game Kobe is it time for teams to walk off every time there's racism now because I, I've kind of changed my mindset on this because I was I was somebody before who thought maybe that walking off isn't the right thing for various reasons. And I know there's pros and cons to both mm. arguments, but yeah. in terms of uniformity and, and everyone sending the right message, my feeling is now that 
nothing else seems to be stopping it. It's carrying on and on and on. And we, we talk about it and we try and think of resolutions. If everybody yeah. does it and sings from the same hymn sheet, if every team walks off when this happens, I think the biggest thing from it, you'll get more self-policing in the crowding. You know, it, other yeah. people going, you're spoiling my day here. And yeah. all of a sudden, we might get some... We might get... We might... I don't think we'll erase it necessarily overnight, but I think we might get more productivity from doing that. You make progress, absolutely. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a, yeah. That some people disagree, and I get that, but what, yeah. I, I think this is maybe the start of it, where everyone should be maybe coming together with this. And actually, although it sounds a bit drastic, every single time it happens, everyone should walk off. We've got to yeah. try something different. Do you agree or not? Yeah, no, 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 definitely. That's the way. That's the way we look. We look at it. If going to be doing things like that to us then I know I know it's not everybody that paid their money to watch I know it's not everybody that chose to make that decision but everyone comes as one when we're playing football and we're watching football we're all there for the same reason to enjoy the match and if people are going to do things like that then they don't deserve to watch the match and it ruins it for everyone else I know but I think that's the action that has to be taken now because we can't, we can't keep, it's, it's 2019, yeah, well, nothing has changed, nothing, absolutely nothing. It's not changing, you're right, and actually sometimes you need drastic action. Was there a tinge of disappointment? I know the England players got a lot of plaudits, and I do understand why, you know, to, to let your football do the talking. I understand that argument, yeah. but actually was that probably the biggest platform and best opportunity there's been in a long time to actually stand up and go, we're off? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, the FA, we all we all know what the FA Cup's about, and we 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 thought we we I mean we know what the FA Cup's about. We love playing football, and we love we love them. We love the FA Cup. That's why we turn up, and that's why we do what we do. We're not gonna we're not gonna stand for things like that. And we have to. It was our chance to show everybody, and and not just football, just everybody in life, really, that you don't have to take things like that. You can just stand up and and do what you think's right at the time and don't care about what you're doing and the competition. We didn't care if we got thrown out. We made mm. the decision of the team and we made it all together that we weren't going to go back out there regardless of what the outcome would be. I'm Alan Brazil and this is TalkSport Daily. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. 
With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Staying with the mid-morning show, Danny Murphy was on talking about how Jack Grealish is good enough for a Premier League top four side. I mean, that could be Leicester. I mean, a couple of weeks, that could be Palace. I mean, if Burnley get a run of form, it could be them. Sheffield, you know, I'm not really sure what point Danny Murphy's trying to make here, Danny. Come on, man. He might stay at Villa all his career. He might move on. Who knows? It's a, it's a debate for another day. But what yeah. I would suggest is, if you're looking at his ability, and I was, I was at United Liverpool yesterday. Now, would he have a chance of getting in either midfield? Well, yeah, he would. He'd have a chance to get United's midfield. He'd probably get in United's midfield at the moment. Would he get in Liverpool's? Well, he'd have a battle because you've got some terrific players like Henderson, Wijnaldum, been there, done it. But would would Grealish be the type of player and Liverpool would look for it, you know, in a year or maybe two to go into their midfield if Milner finishes his career and Lallana leaves or whatever? You know, it's... Yeah, he's capable. What manager wouldn't want a player who has his qualities because he's unique? On now to Hawksby and Jacobs, you can find them one till four weekdays or weekends in some kind of OAP home. Anyway, this is Andy Jacobs talking about on-pitch referees and the fact they should be making the final decision on calls that go to VAR. The only person that really should be deciding is Martin Atkinson. Yeah. Not a bloke in Stockbridge Park. Yeah. Not anybody else. Not me, not you, him. So because it was controversial, surely it was worth another look. I, then, then if Martin Atkinson looks at hmm. it again and says, no, I definitely think that wasn't enough to bring Origi down, he sort of threw himself, whatever he thought. I go, OK, don't necessarily agree with it, but at least you're the final arbiter. That is what should happen. Yeah. In, in, uh, although in danger of repeating myself, because I said this mm. about four weeks ago, the, we've got the very worst of both worlds at mm. the moment. We've got a situation where the referee is making a call and the, the VAR is effectively making mm. We might as well not have VAR for subjective calls because we know they're always going to back the referee. It's because ridiculous. as everybody has said, the bar for clear and obvious has been set so high, uh, they're never going to fail it. Otherwise, we would have had at least one decision overturned for an attacking team. And the Delafoe penalty the other day, <laughs> I was sitting in the stadium after it happened, Somebody put a clip out, as they always do. I watched it back and I thought, blimey, we dodged a bullet there. I mean, that was definitely... It was was a penalty. Yeah, of course it was. It was absolutely a penalty. So you've got... ridiculous. So you have got a situation now where Chris Kavanagh's there in the stadium and he doesn't... Maybe he doesn't see it clearly or maybe he honestly thinks it. Had he given it, they would have backed him. Uh, He didn't Mm. give it, they backed him anyway. So what's the point? If it's the idea is to protect referees it make it look like they get most things right we're all seeing with our own eyes that they're not no. so I mean, Alan Shearer making a, a point in his column today said how professional referees looking at that incident this was the Delafoe one uh, in real time and then in slow motion don't think that's a penalty is beyond me well to be honest I don't think they do Alan I'm not at all surprised if the VAR official sits there is it David Coote who was the guy I mean, he's okay. got quite notorious off the back of that one today he was the he was, he was the, the one VAR. yesterday he was the no I think he was he the Delafoe one yeah, so he's the it doesn't matter official. because they're all exactly the same. The principle's the same. You're not going to go against your mate. Whereas yeah. if somebody had said to Kavanagh, go and look at that, if Kavanagh decides it's not a penalty, then you go, okay, that's like any decision. It's his view. I reckon they sit in that box and they at Stockley Park and they say, 
that's a pen all day. But, you know, we've got to back Chris up. We don't hang him out to dry, you know. We, so we won't. We won't overrule it. It's and we can, they can hide behind the fact that the bar Sorry, is set Riley, so Sorry, but it's got to stop, mate. Yeah, it's, it's really got to stop. You've got to do something about this. You well, cannot sit there and part, think you're right when okay, you're completely what, wrong. What can he do? He can turn around and say... We're getting he can mo- turn around and do what he said in the last no, international exactly. break. Is they're going to go and look at the monitors. Not one ref's done that since he said it. He's already... What we want him to do, he has already done. He's already said, I've given my... I mean, if a referee like Martin Atkinson or Mike Dean <laughs> don't go and look at a monitor, senior refs that, that are so big, or Michael Oliver, mm. those sorts of referees that don't think, well, if I do go at the monitor and Mike told me not to, I'll be doing Woking next week. And finally, we end the podcast in the only way we know how, with the best bits from Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar. I say best bits. I keep going on about this. I mean, how can you cram three hours of only gold nuggets into, what, two, three minutes of podcast goodness? Well, somehow they've managed it. Well, my question is, do you ever get annoyed that you spend a lot of time uh, commenting on people of another particular profession that we can't mention, but no one gets to comment on how good you are at what you do? Oh, don't worry about that, Jim. Plenty of people have their say on us, mate. Don't worry about that one. <laughs> Go on social media, Jim. Yeah, yeah, Jim. That, that Jim, box is well this, and truly this, ticked. This may not be the forum they have their say, oh, but trust right. me, they have their say. <laughs> it's a fair oh, point, right. actually, Jim. It's a fair point. I mean, listen, you can yeah, you I mean, can big us up if you want. Do you know what would be great? It'd be great if you had Klopp and Pochettino sitting in a room together doing the sports Hold bar. Hold on, you can't talk. Jim, I've got him off the... Don't buzz me. No, no, I just buzzed buzz Jason. Yeah. I buzzed Jason. I'll have to phone back in. Right, okay, yeah. Get the room and come back in. He, he's mic's off, look. He's back on now. <laughs> Go on, Jim. Wouldn't that be funny if you had, you know, said persons, you know, kind of mm. commenting on your skills yeah. as, uh, you know, as presenters? Yeah. Thanks for your call, Jimmy. Cheers, Jim. Uh, no, no, I've got more. No, it, have you? you? You haven't. Go on then, quickly, Jim. Uh, quickly. Not, all right, then. Quickly. Bye. Night. Night, Jim. Okay, there you go. Jim's gone. I sort of understood what he was trying to say. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe I tried to talk to If your number ends in 610, who's that? 610? Mark. Hello, Mark. Hi, uh, I already know what Jason's going to say to this. Uh, it's a woman dilemma again. Oh, you've come to the right man. Mm, you men. <laughs> Go on then. Well, I don't really need to ask, mm. but she could be listening to that. Oh, you can't swear. Hold on, hold on one second. Mark, Mark. Did you just up that? It's, it's gone, so gone, we're down gone. to one. It's, it's, we've got one, Dominic. Okay, do you want to, do you want to hear his Yeah, dilemma? we want to hear what okay. he's got, but Don't just, Mark, swear, come Mark. on, mate. Behave yourself. No wonder you're I'm single. Still and that's it for another podcast. Good work, everyone. One of my favourites I've done for well over a week, if you get my drift. Anyway. There'll be another one of these along at the same time tomorrow. And just quickly, I'm uh, talking to the boys upstairs who tell me that the figures for the podcast are doing incredibly well, but not well enough. We need to at least treble and quadruple this before I get any kind of money. I'm still doing this for free. I know it's an absolute joke, but my agent's on the case. But we need lots more people downloading till at least I can claim back my lunch money. I mean, I'm, I'm a veggie at the moment. I'm eating sweet potatoes and rice and just looking at food, thinking, oh, I need to eat, but I've got no money because they don't pay me for the voiceovers on the podcast. Anyway, tell your friends to download it so I could earn maybe two quid a week. Be quite nice. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And remember, you can listen to the Sports Bar Monday to Thursday from 10pm on Talk Sport. Good luck, everyone. Be safe. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. 
The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.